he put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. As some of you may know, I studied elementary education during my time at Worcester State. I also majored in psychology. Over the course of four years, reading and researching about the many different scientists, doctors, and theorists that come with the study of something as complex as the human mind and behavior, there was something I learned that reminded me of today's gospel reading. We as humans have this defense mechanism called compartmentalization. This is something that our mind does to try to keep everything in order, and to avoid cognitive dissonance, which is when we have conflicting thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes. It is something that helps us to avoid any gray areas or discomfort that may come if something we see or experience is different than what we had previously thought it to be. It's being able to put something in a box and moving on because we are satisfied with the label we've put on it. This may be why the field workers in the reading this morning were so quick to offer to pick the weeds. In this parable, we're told that someone has come in and sowed bad seeds amongst the good ones. When the field workers learn this and then know that weeds are growing with the wheat crop, they very quickly go to the landowner and ask if they should pick the weeds out immediately, to which they're told no. 
Let them grow together until it is time for the harvest. Because upon uprooting the weeds, you may also take the wheat with you. When these weeds grow, the roots become so entangled with whatever it is growing near. This means that if you thought you were just picking a weed, you very easily could also pull out wheat without ever meaning to or without ever knowing it. And that's not the only problem here. The weeds that are being talked about here are darnel, which share many of the same characteristics as wheat, even being referred to sometimes as false wheat due to its likeness. Both plants have these long stems, and the flowers at the end of those stems are called ears. Both wheat and darnel have light ears until they mature, which is when and only when it becomes slightly easier to tell the difference between the two. As the ears of wheat will become heavier, causing the plant to droop, and the flower of the darnel will turn black when it ripens, while the wheat will turn brown. Nevertheless, prior to harvest time, it is near impossible for a field worker to be able to tell the difference between the two. There are many different places where we could see ourselves in this parable. It might be most natural for us to identify ourselves with the field workers, wanting to keep the field pure and good to ensure a healthy crop will follow. Looking out at the whole fields and wanting to pick out the bad seeds as soon as we see them. We have these feelings all the time. But we, as people, are not able to look in a crowd and say this one is good and this one is bad, just as the workers when they were looking at their fields. And yet, we still do it all the time. We are the workers, perhaps more often than we care to admit. But yes, sometimes we are the workers. We look at a field of people and we try to decide for ourselves who is wheat and who belongs with the weeds. When we see someone on the street asking for money, we're often hesitant to give because we're skeptical of whether or not they're going to use that money on something we deem acceptable, such as spending it on food or water or bus fare. Or if instead, they might choose to go and spend it on alcohol or cigarettes or drugs. You see, we try to make that designation ourselves on whether they are wheat or weeds, and that is what dictates if we help our neighbor or not. This is a situation that I think most of us have experienced at one point or another. This instant decision-making on whether someone is worthy of our time, help, or company. It is truly something so harsh, yet we've all done it. And even if in that moment, we try to justify it to ourselves by saying, well, I don't wanna support their drinking or I don't want my money being used to buy their next pack. We know it is more than this. Those feelings we have inside of hesitancy and uncertainty on whether or not we should give away our hard-earned money 
to the people we pass on the streets every day come from us thinking, well, maybe if they worked harder or if they spent the amount of time applying for jobs as they did standing on the street, then they wouldn't be in this situation. We assume that these folks are where they are because of poor choices that they made. And because of that, we see them as weeds. It is easier for us to compartmentalize them into this box of, they made a bad decision and now they are struggling because of that, rather than realizing and wrestling with the thought that there could have been circumstances beyond their control that led them here. In our mind, if we close it off to the possibility that maybe this person ended up here due to some reason that could potentially happen to us one day, we are then closing off our need to show empathy, kindness, and grace. We are looking at the fields of the homeless and of the needy, and we are deciding who is wheat and who is amongst the weeds. Just like the field workers, there's something inside us that wants to try to keep the field pure too. This is something we have seen time and time again throughout history. We have seen specific populations of people excluded with the goal of a purer field in mind. This is something that the church itself is guilty of, both in the past and now, of removing seeds that someone along the way decided were harmful. Those seeds, like our siblings in the LGBTQ community, people of color, babies born out of wedlock that were denied baptism, men and women who were looking for healing and restoration after a failed marriage had led them to divorce. We've grown in our understanding, and like the field workers, we now know that our judgments were wrong. The seeds that we claimed to be weeds were in fact wheat that we misidentified. It was probably very uncomfortable and confusing for the field workers to hear that they could not go ahead and pick the weeds. They knew that there were damaging plants infiltrating the healthy wheat crop, and they wanted to take action now to keep the fields pure. But we hear the landowner tell them, no, not yet. Let them grow together. It is not until harvest time that then the reapers will decide who is wheat and who is amongst the weeds. There is comfort in knowing that it's not our responsibility to decide who is wheat and who is with the weeds. That is above everyone's pay grade, and I thank the Lord for that. But really, when we feel the need to make that decision, to make that distinction of wheat versus weed, we are ultimately saying who is in and who is out of God's club, which could not be further from what we as Christians are called to do. Jesus is teaching us in this parable that God takes away the need for us to cast our own judgments on others, trying to decipher who they are and what they are, and instead 
we now can see them as God's beloved children. God takes away the confusion for us altogether. He takes away the need for us to compartmentalize people as wheat or weeds. He tells us to wait and that it's not our job. This removal of the need to decide who is good and who is bad takes away our ability to place people inside boxes that are just way too small for them to fit in. God isn't just taking here, though. He's giving us something that we so desperately need. God is giving us the gift of time. He's granting us the grace to have the opportunity to grow into something new. Last week, the field worker may have picked something that they thought was a weed. But this week, it is looking more and more like wheat. And that is a good thing. We are not stuck where we are. God is not finished with us yet. The truth of the matter is, some days we're wheat and some days we're weeds. And instead of deciding right now that this is who we are forever, God is giving us the time to grow. And with that, God expects us to give other people the time to grow as well. We need to remind ourselves that everyone is still a work in progress and that we need to be patient to allow others that space to grow just as God has granted that to us. This doesn't mean that we avoid conflict or confrontation when we see something wrong or bad happening in the world. This is not an excuse to sit back and bear witness to harmful behavior and injustice done by others. As a church, we will forever have a responsibility to act against evil. Knowing, though, when to speak up and when to call something for what it is can be hard. Believe me, I know this can be hard. However, we know that in doing so, in speaking up for truth and justice, we need to speak out in humility and with caution. Because today, we may look like wheat, but tomorrow, we too might look a whole lot like weeds. But that is the beauty of this gospel reading. This is not a wheat versus weeds situation. God knows that we are both, and God loves us still. This is the gray area. This is where we may be feeling the need to compartmentalize. We feel uncomfortable because we are unable to put a label on it and move on. We cannot say, yes, you are 100% a weed, or yes, you are 100% wheat. But hopefully, as Christians, we are able to lean in to the holy and purposeful ambiguity of it all. If we truly live into this ambiguity, this vagueness, this uncertainty, if we put down the label maker, yes, we might feel that cognitive dissonance, that discomfort within ourselves. But if we do that, we will come to find God in those gray areas. Amen.